0: You're listening to a Big Finish production. Feeling a little green.
1: Well, it looks like it's the end of the line. We're on foot from now on.
2: Well, it's a good thing we've passed all the maggots.
1: Well, don't speak too soon. And two minutes ago, you were like, Oi! Stop shooting the maggots!
2: Excuse me, I did not say, Oi!
3: This is the Big Finish podcast, released on the 21st of April, 2019.
0: Just made a very comfortable, soft touchdown in a warm, Ooh. relaxing environment of big finish. Ooh. It's a world of audio delight. Audio books, audio drama. Lovely. Doctor Who, Torchwood, oh. Dark Shadows, Blake Seven, <laughs> The Avengers, The Prisoner. Yes. Cullen, the list goes on. Because the lady loves Milk Tray.
3: <laughs> I'm Benji Clifford. I'm that so relaxing to listen to. Uh, I'm Nick Briggs, and you can find us at BigFinish.com. Also, in this podcast that you're listening to now, uh, where we have a brand spanking new website that enables you to browse through over, uh, over, uh, over loads, loads. Over. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, uh, over hour. and over, hundreds and, over. and hundreds of releases. A hundred, uh, hundred by uh, a. <laughs> a. And there's um, there's lots of free stuff too, just saying. Yeah, and coming up in this
0: podcast, blimey, we'll be bringing you all the latest big finished news. What's coming in, what's coming out in May? Which, quite frankly, isn't that far off, is it, Governor? <laughs> what, no, that's true. Strike a light.
3: It's true, yeah, it's, yeah it's, Oh, I did strike a light. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll be delving behind the scenes of the latest Torchwood release, starring John Barrowman as Captain Jack and Katie Manning as Joe Jones. Formerly Joe Grant In a sequel to a classic Doctor Who story From 1973 The Green Death And this is entitled The Green Life Ooh, See, what, see they what they did, they did there, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, The original one's a great Environmental story About horrible giant maggots And all sorts of You know stuff You know stuff Yeah this like one's that. about
0: Gigantic Kit Cats. Uh, it's a lot of sort of eating and uh, debating like- the artwork and whether there was a dash between Kit and cat. And um, we'll also be firing <laughs> up the Randomoid Select, John, to give you a 25% discount what? on randomly selected Big Finish releases. I know, it's what? crazy, isn't it? Uh, as well as a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release, we'll also give you uh, a
3: drama tease of the first 15 minutes of the aforementioned Torchwood, The Green Life. That'll all be along soon, but first let's nab an email from one of you loyal listeners. It's from Claire Filson who wrote a while ago to complain about something, and it's short and to the point. I haven't received a response from my email of the 18th of March regarding the non-release of Callan Series 2 and why it has dropped off my list of yet-to-be-released orders. Please advise Claire Filson, head of the Charm Department. So, Claire, um, I, I appreciate... I she's it. got, got been... the wrong email address, hasn't she? <laughs> she's, um, she's just been brief and to the point. And, you know, no, no frills. No frills, Claire. Just say it how it is. Well, uh, the reason that it hasn't been released is because Ben Miles, who stars as Callan, has got himself some massive TV or film job or both. And so he's not available until later in the year. So rather than just leave a pause for his lines and release it on time, we thought that we'd wait until he was available. So I'm sorry about that. I don't think we could recast him. We really didn't want to because he was brilliant as Callan. So really sorry about that. And sorry that no one has advised you previously, Claire. But thanks for writing in. I look forward to more of your warm and fuzzy emails. (laughs) Sorry, Claire. Anyway, there's your
0: answer. Right, and with that then we move on to the Big Finish News.
3: And in this week's news, we're looking at a little spreadsheet. Here it is, Benji. Let's go through it. Right. Okay. So. Well, so when we get into May, um, there'll be will be episode nine of Bloodline. Yeah. So just to remind you, what's going on in Bloodline, which is our Dark Shadows mini series, follow up to the very popular Bloodlust, and it's being released. You know, uh, uh, I think weekly. I think, but well, quite often anyway. Anyway, uh, let's have a listen to Dark Shadow's Bloodline.
4: I nearly died. Harry nearly died and he's not going to forgive me if I stop this wedding just for some cash. Oh, forget it. Oh,
3: hi Ed. Got your peaches. Thanks.
4: Um, did you...
3: Every word. Oh. You've been playing me.
4: I wasn't I just... I was just being friendly.
3: Like you were
1: being friendly with David Collins.
4: Ed, you're a nice guy. I'm not a nice girl.
1: You led me on.
4: I was just being friendly. Like my mother
3: taught me to be. Well, obviously you think I'm stupid. In the main monthly adventures of Doctor Who, what have we got, Benji? In the main monthly adventures,
0: um it... I've, this form's gone all crazy on my script So I'm just running with this one uh, <laughs> Doctor Who, The Moons of Volpana
3: Are You got Is it right, correct? yeah Excellent Let's hear a little tease for that
2: Nice of Jax Very retro-futuristic Very mad scientist Doctor, Jax isn't mad mm.
1: But I am a scientist I make no apology for that
2: Of course you don't are you going to tell Max or shall I? Tell me what?
1: Max. Everything I did was for Valpana.
3: For us.
4: It was you.
3: Now can you see what's next on the spreadsheet?
0: Certainly can. It's Doctor Who Third Doctor Adventures Volume. Not one, not two, not three, not four, but volume five.
1: There's no reason to assume it's anything hostile. Hostile to my speakers, certainly. That's all we know. Besides, when I say the signal's not coming from us, it's not coming from space, either. So where is it coming from? Precisely. Confusing, isn't it?
2: That doesn't sound like much.
1: Hmm?
0: Oh,
2: this.
1: Oh, that's not the signal. That's just the tracking equipment. This is the signal. (laughs) Oh. Oh, there go my speakers. I'll have a heck of a time replacing those in this century. I do wish you'd cotton on to
0: wireless technology.
2: Doctor, it was awful. So many people, to, so many voices. They, they were screaming. I think they need our help.
0: Screaming? Now you're letting your imagination run away with you, Miss Grant. It was feedback of some kind.
2: Feedback? With respect, Brigadier, it was a lot more than feedback. I know what I heard.
1: I wish I could say the same. I'll find out, yes. I'll certainly find out.
0: Surely it's not a priority, Doctor. I really could do with your help in Belbury, you know. Hmm? No, no time. Take Joe. And if you need me,
1: and I'd rather you didn't, I'll be in the TARDIS. (laughs)
0: Ma'am,
2: <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> oh, well. So, where are we going, Brigadier? Hmm?
0: Oh, um... I'm really not sure there's any point in your coming, Miss Grant. Um, I wanted the doctor there for his scientific opinion.
2: Look, I may not have the doctor's brain for science, but I'm still useful, you know. You may not be able to have the scientific advisor with you, but admit it, it'll look much better if you have his assistant there.
0: Ah, oh, very well, Miss Grant. Might just oil the wheels a bit, eh? Can you be ready to leave in half an hour or so?
2: You
3: bet! Excellent. Wow, what a treat this one is. I'm really looking forward to people hearing this. i worked on it very closely, directed it, and did the music. That's had such fun doing the a music. A labour of love. Wow. Yes, so, um, you know, having uh, Tim Trelaw doing The Third Doctor. And, you know, for me, the the big revelation was um, John Coleshaw as the Brigadier, who I just think is amazing, um, really captures the right tone. And it was so lovely to have John Levine in to be with the Brigadier again. And John loved it. We had a fantastic time. Always brilliant to work with Katie Manning and to and to help her find the next page of the script <laughs> <laughs> have i ever told the story about she? Uh, she was messing up the script so much uh i said to her if you ever come in here and record a script without confusing the order of the pages i will be directing this in my underpants <laughs> so the next time she came in and she had an incredible system with tabs On on the the script, all different colours. She spent ages. She said, "I'm determined." (laughs) <laughs> to force you to direct me in your underpass. And by the end of the recording, I was getting quite nervous. I thought, I think I'm going to actually have to take my trousers off and direct this. Uh, and then suddenly, she messed up a page. I went, oh dear. <laughs> Can't find it. Never mind. And she went, I was, I was so close. <laughs> anyway, that didn't happen in this one. Also, uh, Daisy Radford as um, Liz Shaw. Daisy was uh, Caroline John's daughter. And uh, it's just a lovely performance she gives. And maybe what we should do here is have a listen to a bit of Liz Shaw.
0: Ah, Liz. There you are. Hello,
4: Doctor. No Miss Grant today?
0: Uh, no, I'm afraid she's otherwise engaged.
4: Pity. I had hoped to compare notes.
0: Then I'm perhaps rather glad she isn't here. (laughs) (laughs) Follow me. Uh, Quite a fine building you have here.
4: Yes, not a bad place to work is it?
1: I've
0: always admired the architecture of Cambridge.
4: Well you'll have plenty of opportunities for that as we go. That's why I opted to meet you here. Give you a chance to enjoy the scenery. It is a little bit of a walk. Still no clues as to what you're planning on showing me. Doctor, of course not. I wouldn't want to ruin the surprise.
3: Uh, Dark Shadows continues with uh, Bloodline episode eleven, twelve, and thirteen, and then what? Bloodline Volume Two. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's all kicking off, all yeah. kicking off with of the Bloodline. But arguably, what do you think the big, uh, big release of the month is coming up next? There.
0: Well, it's it's got to be Doctor Who, Tenth Doctor Adventures Volume Three, has it not? I
3: mean, yeah. please. Yes, definitely, definitely. All right, well, let's have a a little tease for that. Come to
0: Valarassi, the great lost city, sunk in history beneath the waves. (laughs) Visit the Coral Cathedral, peruse the starfish alleys, dine on the best seaweed cuisine. Have you been watching infomercials? I love an infomercial. Well, you wouldn't love Valarassi. It's beautiful, yes, but it's under the sea. You have to wear a helmet all the time and...
4: Hair? No, look, it's inside a dome now.
0: Follow the historical trails of centuries past, in the city that is 5,000 feet underwater, in our newly oxygenated air dome. That's not right. I'll go pack. Hang on, are you wearing plastic shoes? With holes in? They're my holiday shoes. Can we go, please? I don't have companions who wear plastic shoes.
4: Come on, I'll buy you an ice cream.
0: And that's limited edition as well as singles, so you can choose how you consume your media.
3: Indeed you do. Great to have David Tennant and Catherine Tate back. Uh, I did a bit of jadooning for that one. Can you do it
0: can you give us a little bit of jadoon? No co
3: I won't tell you what that says. Uh, it's it's a bit rude. He speaks fluent, you know. He really does. <laughs> um. Also, uh, Torchwood, uh, and it's a plumbing story. It's called Sync. <laughs> no, um, it's not spelt like that. S y n c. Like in
0: Not to be confused with that
3: nineteen nineties boy band In Oh yeah. Well, I just wanted to see a um, Torchwood. This is a test of the new website. Here we are. So, yes, Sink stars Indira Varma, actually. It's written by Lisa McMullen, who I was very delighted to spend some time with at Gallifrey One, the convention. Um, and, uh, well, let's have a listen uh, to the trailer.
2: Coming soon from Big Finish Productions,
4: Torchwood Sink. Knock, knock, knock. Anybody home? <laughs> oh.
2: Hello. Who the hell are you? I'm Margaret Blaine. I'm the mayor of Cardiff. Is this your spaceship? I saw the crash. I came to help. Oh. So you're a UFO spotter. This must be your lucky night. (laughs) Well, up
0: to point. Alert, warp missiles detected. Homing in on your communication system.
2: Uh, But but missiles? uh, Yes. What's a warp missile? Warp missiles. They won't just kill us. They'll destroy most of Cardiff. What? Well, this isn't
4: exactly going according to plan. Big finish. We We love love stories. stories. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse I. Seriously? That was you? You need to change your diet. That is lethal
0: rip-roaring stuff now we are rocketing forward then with after the breakup by carrie sutton and that's an audiobook nick you've got anything to
3: say about that yes after the breakup what do you do when the one turns out not to be the one after all when your dream home is snatched away from you unfinished schreiber kitchen units and all and your dog is sent to live with your parents. When you suddenly have to find a flatmate, a way to pay the rent, a reason to keep going, and maybe ultimately a new boyfriend. well gets a great review from alistair mcgowan says carrie sutton writes with style wit and insight about a problem we've all had to face at some point in our lives it's a must read for those who've just come out of a relationship a blueprint for survival for women and a lesson for men Mm. there we have it. interesting stuff there definitely and uh, carrie herself has narrated the book oh brilliant So zip in and get that one. That's coming out in May.
4: Late one afternoon, I got a call. Things had been touch and go with Ginny and T for a while. And when I heard her voice at the other end of the phone, I knew what had happened. She was tired, sad and needed a place to stay. But for all the obvious upset, she seemed quietly settled. It was the right decision. I'll come and meet you, I said. I put out clean towels and changed the linen for her. It would help. A nice fresh bed had always been something of a comfort to me when I'd left my husband two months earlier. The smell of the freshener eased my mind and put me to sleep.
0: And finally then, to round this off like a banana point pen, um, (laughs) Doctor Who short trips under Odin's eye. Oh
3: yeah. Very Viking that sounds. Well, it's not i don't think it's a a viking at all it's a pastiche i would say on a certain um what type of uh retail outlet that sells a certain type of household item stuff anyway welcome to odin megastore where everything is for sale even your planet yeah so um, this is by Alice Cavender, who's written uh, also for the Eighth Doctor in the um, Eighth Doctor, you know, the Further Adventures of Lucy Miller box set. And it's narrated by Nicola Bryant, who is a lovely person and a brilliant actor and a great short story narrator. Well, a great story narrator. It's a real, it's a real knack if you're a good narrator. And she's, she does a fantastic job here, does brilliant character voices. Yes, have a little listen to this.
4: Prepare yourself for the most colourful, rambunctious and enthralling spectacle. The place is alive with horses, scooters and rickshaws. Stalls full of exotic vegetables piled high. Musicians, magicians, sumptuous street food, stray dogs and the people. Oh, the people. (laughs) Lively, quarrelsome, spirited and exuberant. I can't see why that would appeal to you at all, teased Perry. But, from your description, I'm not sure that TARDIS has made it to Burros. The Doctor straightened up and peered at the scanner. It showed a vista of a couple of stalls of wilted veg being minded by an old woman sat on an upturned bucket. The Consul confirmed their whereabouts. "'How strange,' said the Doctor, flipping the door control and striding out into the marketplace, Perry trailing him. "'Excuse me!' he said to the stall holder, What happened to your market? The woman gave him a resigned look and pointed
0: over his shoulder. And there you have it for the news this week. There'll be more news in May about uh, June's releases. Who is June, by the way? <laughs> She's with Terry, I think. Bad joke. Bad joke. Bad joke.
3: Coming up now, we delve behind the scenes with Torchwood: with the Green Life and director Scott Hancock has a round table chat. Well, there's no table really, but, you know, it's just an expression. With John Barrowman and Katie Manning.
0: <laughs> so, hello, I'm Scott Hancock, the director of Torchwood: the Green Life, and I'm joined today by... Uh, John Barrowman
1: and I am Captain Jack Harkness. And also...
2: And I'm sorry, standing up, I am Katie Manning and I'm Joe Grant.
0: And we also have... Stuart Bevan and I am playing Boss the Computer.
2: You had to think about both those, I didn't know.
1: he? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and the Burger Man. <laughs> oh, and yeah. the Burger oh, Man, yes. <laughs> yes, I forgot that. Unforgettable career <laughs> defining <laughs> yes. some might
0: say. Um It's been a fun day. It's been a long day. Um, and the sequel to The Green Death. Who'd have thought 45 Years On? Who'd have thought? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have to I have a slight confession to make because Uh-oh. two of the uh, and I haven't mentioned this all day, I think I told you this yesterday, yeah. but I. Uh, Katie won't know this, but <laughs> the two most impactful episodes for me, my first doctor was John Pertwee, mm. obviously. So therefore, my first uh, companion was oh. also uh, the lovely Joe, mm-hmm. um, played by Katie, obviously. So for me, it was the uh, Green Death was one of the most, uh, uh, those kind of, Episodes that really captured me as a viewer and as a child, when I used to sit up in Glasgow and watch the show on Saturday night. And um, I, I, most of the fans know this also, I've was also the, the Autons episode, which was, uh, you know, John and everything. And so I had this fear Of As a child, not only did my mother have to hide me in my coat to walk in front of the stores that we pass on Sucky Hall Street in Glasgow (laughs) because of the Autons. However, the Green Death, I also have this tremendous fear of big kind of maggots. And there's a a toy in America called the Glow Worm. Oh, Yes. (laughs) and when i went to the yes. states i'd never seen the glowworm until some one of my friends was like yeah my my baby sister got this glowworm and i'm like that is a <laughs> nugget from the green <laughs> death so that those two episodes were my kind of introduction into the world of doctor who hmm. and the one thing that i know we'd said earlier the thing that did it for me is because the people on screen at that time believed everything that they were doing therefore i as a viewer believed it and was able then, when I became part of the, the TARDIS team and one of the doctor's companions, I was completely able to do the same thing. So didn't know that
2: no I didn't and of course there's me thinking that that I was a bit of a fangirl over the other side here which I was not going to reveal to you <laughs> but by god you're so young you were in your mother's arms when you were watching thanks well no I wasn't that young you that Stuart no I wasn't yeah. that young I was probably I was probably
1: <laughs> oh, six or seven yeah a
2: little six or seven yeah, year baby. old John Barrowman
1: that was it who yep. knew
2: that he was going to turn into this glorious creature? Mum,
1: I'm not going to walk past the the, the shop window because that dummy's going to flick its fingers and shoot me. Yes, <laughs>
2: and I've got an apple here and it's got a wee hole in it yep. and I'm not biting it in case a bloody creepy a maggot big comes maggot. out. <laughs> yeah. But it was also quite interesting because for, I know Stuart will agree with me, it was a very important thing to us because we were all very concerned about the planet at that time. It doesn't hmm. say a lot to where we've got to because we were thinking about it and working very hard with it then, you
0: know. Yeah, I think what amazes me is that we're talking here about uh, artificial intelligence taking over, and that was exactly the same thing that we were talking about yeah. in, in 1972, 73. Mm, yeah, and, uh, uh, and nobody was taking any notice. It was just, oh, it's, it's a good idea, but you know. It's but isn't
1: that that's amazing? With the and that's what we still do with the the whole genre of sci-fi and uh, and Doctor Who and Torchwood and. All those different brands, those of us who don't get those messages that are coming across Mm. at six years old, that subconsciously, as we grow up, we then revisit it and we go... Oh. Terror of the
2: Autons, Plastics, Darling. Correct. That was a massive, and also circuses. Yes. And, you know, caged animals. And, you know, a lot of young people are discovering that now. fine, Because, you know, my fans now got like five generations. Mm-hmm. And they're discovering how many of the episodes were actually very poignant to things that are going on in our world.
1: The, the f- interesting thing also is another little fan fact, and it's a thing that fans might not know. But when, it, when I st- uh, was signed before the series started, it was the Autons. Yes. Yes. So that was a, like a thing for me because that was in a little thing deep down inside me said, this is going to be a success mm. because it took me back to where mm. I began with the, my doctor to where I was now, ironically, with, if you think about it, that same guy who is that
0: doctor. Time now for the Randomoid Selectatron, that's right, get your underpants on, it's going to be a ride
3: (laughs) Oh okay, (laughs) what is it?
0: (laughs) I suppose so, here we go
3: Come on then, come on Bernie Summerfield, Dead Man's Switch Dead Man's Switch, oh right, I don't know much about this one, what's this? Dead Man Switch. 26 years ago, a team of scientists came to a moon to unearth the secrets of a long dead civilization. They were later found to have died in what the authorities called an antimatter explosion. Alone and desperate, Bernice Summerfield will do anything to get back home. But where is home? Oh, I see. Yeah, this is where sort of time gets all distorted and yes, things change. Yeah. Okay, it's directed by John Ainsworth. Goodness me. So that was when John Ainsworth was um, uh, producing it. Wow, there you go. Okay, well, we're going to give you a 25% discount off that lovely release. And uh, to get it, uh, you simply click the link in the podcast news story on the bigfinish.com website, the brand new bigfinish.com website, and enter the code BUCKUP. No spaces, punctuation, meal breaks, or feet on seats, just capital letters, all one word B U C K U P.
0: Bada bing, bada boom.
4: My name is Bernie Summerfield, and I don't know where I am.
0: Oh my God! What is it? What's happened?
2: This is amazing! I think I can see the attraction of extreme spots! Countdown
4: to atmospheric penetration. 30 seconds. Uh, It's uh, getting a bit warm in here. Can you compensate? Can't move my arms to the climate control. There's no time.
0: She has landed. Have you got anything in the line of weaponry, robot? I have a water bottle.
4: What's the button?
0: Nothing special, nothing important, just a button.
4: So why are you holding it down?
1: Otik, get the hell out of there, now! What's happened? Nothing's happened! Nothing!
0: What would I do without you? Die and cause the destruction of the universe, I believe.
4: I just need to get back. Get home.
0: Get home.
3: Subscribers get more bigfinish.com.
0: Time now for our drama tease with Torchwood, The Green Life.
2: just ran over another one. So what? Well, can't we try just, you know, shooing them out of the way? They
1: are poisonous. Venomous. What?
2: It's poisonous if you ingest something. Venomous if it bites you. Great, thanks.
1: That is great.
2: Oh, oh sorry.
1: Did you just apologize to a venomous maggot? Yes. Look, you need to get your priorities straight. If we don't get the hell out of this tunnel ASAP. We are maggot food.
2: Oh, come on. It isn't their fault they exist. I mean, what harm are they doing down here? Down here? None. It's when they mature into giant flies, they start causing problems. Oh, well, hang on. Those poor sheep were bound for the slaughterhouse. But I don't see you hunting down the farmers.
1: You know, you could have just stayed in the car. This is a ride-along, remember?
2: I have local knowledge.
1: So, uh, any of this familiar?
2: Mm, Well, it's a coal mine. (laughs) Everything looks a bit... Amy. <laughs> <laughs> what, what now? There, there's, there's, there's one in the
1: trunk. Okay, okay. Look, take hold of this lever. What? If we're going uphill, ease it back. If we're going downhill, ease it forward. What
2: are you doing? A gun. Oh, but they're bulletproof.
1: Oh, sure they are. Wow. <laughs> bulletproof.
2: But, but, but the last time... Stop
1: thinking about the past, Joe. This time, you're with Torchwood. Well, it looks like it's the end of the line. We're on foot from now on.
2: Well, it's a good thing we've passed all the maggots.
1: Well, don't speak too soon. And two minutes ago, you were like, Oi! Stop shooting the maggots!
2: Excuse me, I did not say, Oi! And just because I don't want to shoot them, doesn't mean I want to wade through them. I just think they're interesting, that's all. Come on. exactly are you hoping to find down here the nest and then what
1: we'll pump it full of bug spray
2: well it won't work sweetie they're impervious to all conventional forms of pest control and not that i would endorse it even if they weren't
1: you also said they were impervious to bullets but that guacamole stain on your arm suggests otherwise Ugh. Wait, wait wait don't touch it it's venomous or poisonous or whatever <sighs> Joe, oh, look, the unit file said you exterminated all of the maggots.
2: I didn't exterminate them. That was unit's decision.
1: Well, it looks like they didn't finish the job.
2: Well, look, there's so many tunnels and caves beneath Hlamferfach, it, it wouldn't have been hard for some of them to hide away somewhere. Well, maybe even hibernate. But there must be an alternative to killing them. Maybe we could... we could set up a sanctuary. Oh, please. What?
1: A giant fly sanctuary? Well, why not? Oh, hey, kids, let's go for a date trip. Yay, Daddy! Are we going to go to a petting zoo? No, we're going to go watch a 12-foot insect bite the head off a sheep. That's disgusting. Nature is disgusting. This way. I can hardly see a thing in here. It must be some kind of a cave.
2: The maggots we saw last time had a kind of phosphorescent mucus lining their bodies, highly toxic. But we think it helped them locate one another in the dark.
1: Fascinating.
2: Well, Jack, don't you think we we owe it to human civilization to understand? Uh,
1: not really. This is a bug hunt, not a David Attenborough documentary. Well, they're
2: not from outer space. They didn't invade. We created them, Jack, like chickens.
1: Joe, humans didn't create chickens.
2: We cultivated them from jungle fowl. Without human intervention, the domestic chicken wouldn't exist. Listen, would you want to wipe out every last chicken just because you stopped eating meat and eggs?
1: Chickens don't kill livestock. Believe
2: me, they would if they were big enough
1: can't believe I'm having this conversation in this
2: maggot-infested cave! Because you're used to solving every problem with a gun. I don't know how the doctor ever put up with you.
1: <laughs> he didn't. He dumped me the second I got scary. Oh, how about you? Did he Sarah Jane you in some random suburb, or did he do a, a rose and, and lose you somewhere along the way?
2: Neither. It was my decision to part company. In Clam Fairfax, if you must know.
1: Really? <laughs> Uh-oh, we've got company.
2: Oh, come on, Jack, it's nowhere near. You don't need to shoot it. It sounds like it's getting closer. That doesn't mean it wants to harm us. Do you really
1: want to hang around and find out?
2: Yeah. Well, no, not particularly.
1: <sighs> oh, come on, look, it's gaining on us.
2: what <gasps> Well, we could have jumped over it. Ah, yeah, right. You know, they seem smarter than the last time. They've changed. What if they weren't trying to attack us? What if they were just trying to, I don't know, say, hello?
1: And then Jack and Joe and all the maggots formed a circle and sang Kumbaya.
2: Cynic. <sighs> shh, shh, wait. Do you hear that? Yeah, what is it? Machinery. I think it's the recycling plant, food waste.
1: So what are you thinking?
2: I'm thinking that maggots thrive on scraps. If they're nesting anywhere, it'll be there.
1: You could be right, but look, if they're hanging around a recycling plant, wouldn't someone
2: have noticed? Not when the plant is completely automated. Is that so? The recycling plants, the nut hatch plants, all automated. It's why they're calling Hlamverfack the Valley of the Future. You seem to know a lot about this place. I did live here, sweetie. Didn't see it in its glory days, of course five coal mines, hundred and fifty pubs, nine chapels, a church and even a synagogue for a while. Then the coal mine industry died and the chemicals company that came here, well, you already know what happened to them. <laughs> and that's when Nut stepped in. We, we started making vegetarian products and, and the factory expanded and by the 90s we were the town's biggest employer. Who's we? Professor Jones and his colleagues. I joined them not long after the global chemicals incident.
1: Professor Clifford Jones? Yes. Your husband?
2: How did you know that?
1: Well, I read your file. Well, some of it. We keep a file on all of the doctor's companions. All the human ones. Well,
2: yes. Cliff is my husband.
1: So he's the reason you quit UNIT.
2: Oh. No, there were many reasons. Hmm. I was never a good fit for units. (laughs) Too many old war horses. I mean, many of them perfectly lovely when you got to know them, but... Yes. Yes, Cliff was one of the main reasons.
1: (laughs) And where is he now? At home looking after the cats? We don't
2: believe in cats. (laughs) Wait, what? As pets, that is. (laughs) No, right now Cliff is halfway between Tierra del Fuego and Antarctica a research trip with some of his Ph.D. students. Uh, And all female, of course.
1: Mm. Is that a little note of jealousy I detect, Joe? No.
2: Cliff's redressing institutional gender equality in (laughs) mycological research. (laughs) Uh, Look, what
1: happens to all that recycled food waste?
2: Turned into fertilizer. Another initiative they set up after the takeover. One of their better ideas, if you ask me.
1: They being the proper grub company. Oh, don't. Wait, you you don't like the name?
2: Well, I mean, it's just so naff. But it's none of my business. Literally. an underground river.
1: Joe. that's barely a stream.
2: It must be prehistoric. Ancient people might have taken shelter in here or, or drawn water directly from the river. And if it's been filtered by the rock above, it'll be enriched with minerals and remarkably fresh.
1: It's orange.
2: As I said, minerals.
1: I think it's rust.
2: The problem is, how do we get across? I'm wearing Esperdils.
1: Oh, you should have planned ahead.
2: I don't wear leather. Somehow, I didn't think I'd need wellies at my friend's funeral.
1: It's shallow. You'll be fine. It
2: looks slippery.
1: Just cross the damn stream.
2: Excuse me? But is that how you always talk to your colleagues? We're not colleagues. True. So you go first. Uh. Oh, oh. 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 it's hold. You know, Cliff and I were once caught in an avalanche, and... I had to get down FL Glacier and a pair of flip-flops.
1: Blast. What's wrong?
2: Drop my car keys. Really? Well, it fell out of my bag. I mean, I must have left the flap open. Look, if you just let go of my hand, I can just... No, No, no,
1: no, no, no. You can't reach them from here. You'll just have to order a new set of keys.
2: Not that easy. It's a vintage car. Jack, it could take months.
1: Wait, you're an environmentalist, but you drive an old gas guzzler.
2: Yeah. Look, if I can reach them, they're... they're they're right there! Wait, Joe! Ah! Ah!
1: Joe, hold on, I'm coming!
2: Oh. Oh. Do you think this might be the nest?
1: No, it's not big enough, and no uh, queen insecty thing. I think this might be the watering hole, but that means we're close.
2: Oh, hello!
1: Don't make friends with the maggots.
2: But well, they're not hurting anyone yet. No, no, no! Now you just put that gun away. Look, look, Jack! Look, look at the way it's looking at us. Inquisitive and, and intelligent. Oh, they've changed, Jack. And, and I think, I think they're communicating with each other. Great.
1: So now they can carry out a coordinated attack.
2: No, 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 no. You see, if they're more intelligent, maybe they're more peaceful. Well, perhaps they're uh, coming right at us. Oh, look. See the gap in the wall.
1: Head towards it. I'll be right behind you. Oh, this is all kind of gross!
2: Where are the maggots? I, I can't see them. Just keep going, Joe. Ah! What's wrong? What's wrong? I, I think one of them just brushed my leg. Where? Just, just there. It's it's behind me.
1: Okay, okay. Don't move.
2: What are you doing, Captain? Oh, because if you're... Ah! Ah! let's just keep going! Ah!
0: God,
2: look, you're almost there, Joe! No. Look
0: out! You've been listening to a big finished production. Don't forget to rate, review, and if you fancy it, subscribe. Oh, do.